and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the podcast. It is the 6th of February, Tuesday, 2018, 9-11 a.m. Thank you for joining us. Joining me is Hudson Freeman. Hudson, how are you this morning? I'm well, how are you? I am very good. Very, very good. That's good. What's your favorite part about the morning? Is it Folgers in your cup, or what is it? <laughs> uh, I, I don't like mornings, so... <laughs> I don't really. I don't think I have a favorite. <laughs> right on, right on. So we've caught you at a good time for this podcast. Yeah, actually, yes. I have a. I have a, a an actual good thing about mornings is what? like before people. If you wake up before people wake up and you just like walk outside and yeah. just like completely still, that's pretty great. And there's like no people there. Yeah, I like when all. there's no people. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem with the morning is people talking to me. <laughs> So as long as there's not people talking to me. I understand that completely. Right. So stop talking to me. Okay, we'll yeah. just have dead air the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast with no sound. Uh, nope. It's really it's very, very nice. It's for your lovely little morning walks where there's just silence. Or a morning roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Since you guys can't tell and you're listening to the podcast, I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get started with just kind of your background. You're a sophomore. I am. Right on, right on. And you're majoring in? Um, a Bachelor of Science in Music with an emphasis in music technology. Right on, right yeah, on. That's the technical title. Cool. Yeah. So what's the simplified title? Like, I know you simplified your uh, your work title here at the um, I think, yes. I guess the uh, simple title would probably be Music Tech. Music Tech? That's what... That's the slang for it. That's what we all say, music tech, when we're on the streets. Right on. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Texas, North Dallas. What, what? Houston yeah. over here? Yeah, not Houston, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool. And you moved to Missouri when? Um, last, uh, the end of 2016. The end of 2016. This, when the school year started. So how do you like it compared to being in Dallas? Uh, I like Missouri a lot. Um, it's colder here, but yeah, I no think joke. a lot of people would say that there's much colder places to live in, so maybe I'm just a baby. <laughs> no, I would agree with you. It's pretty cold here, um, especially when you're trying to roll a chair and the grips on the wheels are metal. It's hard to grab cold metal. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's... Do you have some gloves? Nope. Just my bare hands. Come on. <laughs> You gotta invest in some gloves at some point. You know, I need to. I guess the market, it's not really up or down. It's really just supply and demand. Yeah, we're dealing with a variable market here, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, your parents are missionaries. Why don't you talk about that for a bit? Uh, yeah, they are missionaries to Durban, South Africa. Um, when I was a teenager, we moved to... Swaziland, so we moved when I was 13 years old, and we lived there till I was 17, and now they're in South Africa, which is about six hours away from that Swazi from Swaziland. Mm-hmm. Um, they're planting a church there. My dad is a part of this. Um, well, he started um, this organization within the Assemblies of God okay. um, called Urban Tribes, and the mission of Urban Tribes is to. Um, build essentially um, urban church plants throughout Africa as Africa's um, urbanizing and experiencing somewhat of its like own industrial, industrial revolution. Cool. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, Urban Tribes, they, um, they're they doing various church plants. Um, one, my, the first one going on is in, in Durban, and as well as there's one in um, Ethiopia and Addis Ababa. And uh, there's one starting in Tanzania. There's one starting in Kenya. Yep. Sweet. It's awesome. Sweet. It just keeps growing. Yep. Did they do any church plants over here in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, they... So, that was the reason I kind of grew up in Dallas before we moved to Swaziland was uh, my dad started church in... Or my... I should say my parents started church in North Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, what made you come to Evangel? Um, well, this is kind of the... Uh, like the center of AG, AGWM stuff or some of these got world missions stuff um, as like the uh, head offices are here so I knew a lot of people here uh, had a lot of connections here mm-hmm. as well as the campus pastor Greg Johns love um, him great yeah. guy he was a missionary in South Africa while I lived there okay um, so I knew him really well and um, he you know kind of suggested that I maybe check out of Andrel and I just really loved it here. Um, Did you meet him while you were over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I met him when I was 14. Small world. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, um, I liked Evangel a lot and then when they kind of presented the music tech program, which is kind of like um, it combines uh, an actual like music major studying music professionally mm-hmm. um, with studying technology and the recording and production side of music. So I thought that was a really good mix. It worked really well for me. And what you want to do with that, you want to start your own label, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I want to do production as well as eventually start my own label. That's, okay. the, that's the end goal. Right on. So some of your favorite bands are? Some of my favorite bands. I... Besides the Hudson Freeman band, of course. Besides my own band, yeah. Uh, Some of my favorite bands. Um, A band I'm really into right now is called The National. I really, really love The National. It's probably my favorite right now. Um, I really love the band Gunger. Um, I really love Junior Junior. Uh, I really like Radiohead. Mm -hmm. I really like Mumford & Sons. I'm kind of all over the place. Um... I like a lot of different stuff, so yeah. Great, right, great. Right. That's the best way to be with music. It's just yeah. diverse. Yeah. And, uh, and saying that, we were talking about diversity in Evangel uh, when you and I were talking last week. What's your favorite part about Evangel? My favorite part about Evangel. Um. Man, that is that's a difficult question because I have I have a lot of things I really like about it. We'll um, just name a few then. Yeah. Um. There's like. There's like a smallness to it that's not too small where, you know, I really feel like I know my professors. There's not a lot of people in my classes as well as Mm -hmm. I feel like I know a pretty big portion of the student body. And I feel like, you know, I don't feel like I'm swimming against the current constantly. For sure. There's not there's not a bunch of people walking around. It's it's just it feels very personal. Um, And I think that's a great quality. I like I like the fact that this is, you know, this is a, you know, it's a private Christian university, but mm-hmm. more than that, I feel like there's a lot of people that you can genuinely talk to mm-hmm. about your faith, um, who genuinely want to talk to you about theology and, um, th- yeah, there's a lot of authentic communication within what we believe 
and I think that's um, very rare. You know, I think there's yeah. a lot of there's there's a lot of private Christian universities where um, it's in name only, and they don't talk about it. Right. And there's private Christian universities where. It's um, so, you know, um, sacramental mm-hmm. in its practices that right. you aren't really free to actually talk about it honestly. And I feel like there's a good mix of both of those things here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even like when you look at churches today, especially in America, at least for me, the churches that I've gone to throughout my life, nobody wants to address questions that people have theologically mm-hmm. yeah. because we all believe the same thing right. within denominations. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Um, it definitely feels like um, to a certain extent at least at least among the student body, I am pretty able to ask questions Good. and show my doubts. And there's and there's a I feel like there's a pretty good deal of professors that are willing to, you know, dialogue with you about that. And yes. um campus pastors here that are willing to dialogue with you about it. And I think that's a rare again, that's super rare that um especially a denominational school would be willing to to talk about that stuff and mm-hmm. I think we're getting more and more that way and I think that's a really great sign and I hope it continues alright because this is an AG school right <laughs> not that I didn't know that yeah. but yeah. while I'm thinking of it shout out to Dr. Gary Martindale love you thanks for all you do beautiful man <laughs> oh my if you could leave a legacy here at Evangel one thing you would change for the better whatever it is large or small what would you do hmm <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think, you know, like I said, I think I would just continue the trend of, you know, let's question things. Because um, as much of a... It, it is a Christian college, but it's still a college. And I think the the probably the best thing about college is the way in which you can finally start it 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 forces you to start asking questions about things and Mm -hmm. i think um i think it's good to question pretty much everything Mm -hmm. so you really find out the root of what you actually believe right and know to be true um so i guess to to continue that but i mean from from a more personal level in terms of what i invest in which is kind of like music and creativity Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I would want to leave the legacy of, like, just showing people that innovating and doing things different, mm-hmm. like, matters and, like, individualism matters. For sure. Um, like, whatever I do, I want to make sure that. I'm doing it different than everyone else and I think there's like a lot of importance to that and I hope that people who go into the creative fields um, they they pick up on that mm-hmm. and understand its importance right because you kind of get to this point you have so many different styles of music and then it's like okay well what what's the new thing that I can create right so what do you feel that you do differently that other groups haven't um, well I I kind of think of it like like the auteurs of like film, like mm-hmm. um, like some of my favorite directors are Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, um, and they're you know essentially the way they go about movies is like 
they look at their influences and they say, I like this about this movie and I like this about this movie and I like this you know, style of narrative and I like this style of genre. And they like mm-hmm. pick and choose and essentially like create this mix of different styles and then they put it in their own voice and I think that's kind of what I try to do Mm -hmm. is I take all the influences that I have and I just like throw them on the table and try to pick what I like from it and it ends up I think through the process of you know referencing what you know and and just taking a bunch of references you kind of make something new I think that's that's the way that I like to go about writing Right on. I think it was Michael Jackson who said, study the greats in your field and become greater. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you're doing, in yeah. my opinion. And that's what it's all about. You want to innovate. You want to do something that hasn't been done before. Right. I think that's really important, especially at the college level. If you can yeah. find something that you're passionate about and change it, alter mm-hmm. it, make it something new and yeah. fresh, yeah. Uh, that'll take you far. Right. So good job on that, man. Yeah. Good job. Um, when it comes to... Music. When did you first start getting interested in that? How long have you been working with that? Um, I think my parents would argue that um, I've been, I like loved music like my whole life because they have like all these pictures of me with like toy guitars and microphones cool. and I would just like go and sing around my room and whatever. Little Hudson. Yeah, little, little <laughs> Hudson take, taking his first poops. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think for me, my love of my love of music um, probably really took place um, around ten, ten to eleven. I started playing Guitar Hero, and I like started really liking. You're really getting chuckled out. My first poops, aren't you? I can't believe you said that. I'm sorry. I mean, that's what happened. Um, honesty. Okay, toy guitars. Okay. So around 10 or 11, um, I got Guitar Hero. (laughs) Love that game. Yeah, for my birthday. And I just, like, really fell in love with it for some reason. Cool. Um, Yeah, and I got, like, super addicted to it. It was, like, probably the only video game in my life that I've ever been truly addicted to. And then that Christmas, my grandparents got me this acoustic guitar. And you were how old? And I was almost 11. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I got... Because I, what I remember was I got this acoustic guitar, but my parents got me, like, the newest edition of, of Guitar Hero. And I was, I was definitely more excited about the Guitar Hero. But what happened was, like, I pretty much stopped playing Guitar Hero and picked up the guitar. And then mm-hmm. from that point on, like, I... From that point on, I was practicing like ten hours a week. Right for, on, man. Like I, I don't, I. The only time I've not played a guitar is because I've been like I literally didn't have access to a guitar for like the last ten years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, and so yeah. From that point on, I was completely addicted to music, and, and then still. yeah, and then I guess I started actually like paying attention and listening to music more intently mm. when I was maybe 14 or 15 yeah right and then from then on it's just been there's no going back and your first performance um, where was that and what was that like uh, I guess my technical first performance was like I did a Christmas pageant when I was six and I sang Go Tell It on the Mountain yeah that's it 
It was really good. You should look it up. <laughs> it's not there. I deleted oh. it. You can't find it. <laughs> I was like, we can just pull it up right yeah. now. Yep. Pl- play the audio. Yeah, it was... It's no, you can't find it. Please don't look for it. Okay, yeah, okay. Please make sure nobody looks for it. Please. Just so everybody knows, don't look for yeah. Edson Freeman. No, don't don't mm. do it. One thing that you mentioned earlier was talking about um, diversity and questioning things, mm-hmm. and you believe in that across the board with everything, whether it's religion, politics, um, any of those things. Yeah. Why, why do you think it's important that people do that? Because that's one thing that I find, especially in my field with politics, is people. Ultimately, I think it's because we want to believe people are genuinely good-natured. And most people, I would think, are. Mm-hmm. Why is it important that we question things and not just take them at face value in any field? Um, well, you know, some, I, like you said, a lot of people are, like, mean well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not even saying that people are lying or anything. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of times it's an opinion. Right. Um, I guess maybe it's to take the veil, to go behind the veil of somebody stating their opinion like it's a fact. Exactly. And essentially just being like, a lot of the things that people say for a fact are just things that they've, like, come to a conclusion as an opinion in their mind. Right. And... I don't know. I th- I just think it's important that we don't align our opinions based on people and more based on um, what people say or what, like, the actual beliefs themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I just... I, I think it's dangerous to base your opinions on a single ideology or a single set of standards. For sure. Um, and also just like in terms of the diversity thing i just think i don't i don't think homogeneousness like is i think it's really overrated Mm -hmm. and i think like the idea that across the board everyone thinks the same thing i think that's a really overrated concept almost knocked the microphone down (laughs) hashtag handicap problems So, you were talking about that. That's one thing I think Evangel does really well, is you see so many stories around the world, especially at UC Berkeley, of speakers getting shut down, Mm -hmm. for merely having an opinion that is outside the mainstream, that is controversial. And I actually, I sent a message to President Taylor about that via email, and I said, thank you for allowing us to question even what we believe here at the school. Yeah. And that we have different opinions because it could be where Pastor Greg gets up every week and gives a sermon. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. Not that I wouldn't like that, Mm -hmm. but it goes to show you, I think he's a humble guy and we have a diversity of opinions on that stage. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's been times where somebody's presented a message and then like a week later, somebody presents a message almost saying another having a completely different opinion right and um it's not that people aren't like reading the bible correctly it's just like there's you know there, there's different things ways that, to look there's at different it. ways to look at certain things and i think that's important and valuable super super valuable i i guess that's i if there's one thing i could take away from like my time you know growing up in africa it's like just 
the sheer act of not regardless of where I was grow, like living, just the sheer act of living somewhere else and seeing uh, the world in a different perspective mm-hmm. is incredibly valuable. And I think um, as Americans experiencing multiple cu- cultures far more than a lot of di- other countries, I think we have a real value in getting to constantly experience and show empathy by seeing the world through other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, I think I would really encourage people to to look outside themselves in all situations um, and avoid homogenousness wherever you can because it's I think it's overrated. Good, good. No, that's one thing I'll say. I've met a lot of people here who, and I'm not bad-mouthing them, a lot of people until they've come to college have not been outside of their home state, people that I've met. Yeah. And that's one thing I can say, and especially you being out of the country, mm-hmm. I've been to nearly all 50 states, and it's funny... Even though we're one country, every state has its own flavor, its yeah. own environment. Yeah. Um, and so I can't even imagine the culture shock and difference when you go to another right. country. Yeah. That's got to be amazing. Yeah. But to me, I think that's I think that's beautiful that we all have these different things going yeah. on. It's not that I like that's that's the danger is like being like okay but that other state should be just like us no right. it shouldn't be like us it should right. be like them that's what that it's their state you know exactly um to a certain extent we should have our you know a set of standards for the way we go like this country but to a certain extent i think there's something really cool about having 50 different ways of going about the same thing right right no, that's part of what makes the U.S. Um, like you said, it's just a beautiful thing. The yeah. diversity within the country. Right. Um, in closing, why is it important? Again, whether it's in religion, politics, wherever, and I don't know how far you want to go into either of those. Why is it important that we stand for something that we not sit idly by, especially if you're in a chair, um, and you get involved in whatever it is you're doing? Find something you're passionate about and make a difference. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? Why do I think it's important? Yes, I think so many people get to a point where they're like, "Well, it doesn't make a difference. I, I can't really do anything to help change things." Yeah. I don't think that's true, um, and I don't want people to be to be the kind of people where we just sit by, oh, yeah, God's called us, we have a calling, but we're not going to do anything with mm-hmm. it. I think that is the most damaging thing we could do to ourselves as mm-hmm. Christians, is not use our gifts. Yeah. I mean, honestly, to you know, be frank, it's just, I think it's a real, I think it's just dumb. Yeah. I think it's really dumb to be like, oh, I can't do anything so I'm not going to do anything like that. You're, you're the problem. If it like, it's of course, nothing's going to get done. If, if you, if everyone is like you and not going to do anything, Mm -hmm. you have to just decide to do something in, in blind faith that maybe someone else will join you and then someone else will join you and then someone else will join you. And then that's how that difference gets made. Right. Um, I think maybe, maybe that is the arrogance of thinking that just how do I phrase this the arrogance that like you can do something alone yeah you can't do something alone Mm -hmm. you have to have somebody you have to you have to join somebody else you have have to have other people join you in that decision yeah Um, 
you may be alone when you start. Yeah. But if you keep at it, people will follow. Right. Yeah. I know. I mean, why is it important to to want to make a difference? It's just because. I don't even know how to answer that question. It right. seems so obvious to me. I know. It's hard to imagine a, a version of myself that is convinced the other way. Point being, life is so much more uh, about meaning and making a difference, making a change in the world for the better, and so much less about the little things that we do. Um, the way I live my life, I hope I live it to the extent that it's for other people. Yeah. And I, I think you feel the same way. Yeah. And I hope all Christians feel the same way because that's the Christian life. We don't yeah. live our lives for ourselves. Amen. 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 Um, thank you so much, Hutchin, for joining me. Yep. I've had a great time. I have as well. And uh, even though you're not a morning person, neither am I, but we've tried really, we've, really hard. To we've, we've, we've done it. Right on. Well, guys, God bless you and have a great day. Bye-bye.